Welcome to Telling the Tale. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, and I'm here with my co-host, Dustin Jackson. Say hi, Dustin. Hi, Dustin. Great. This is the podcast <laughs> where we're going to go through every single Telltale video game released in their uh, existence between 2004 and 2018. This week, we are covering both Case 3 and 4 of CSI Hard Evidence released in September of uh, September 25th of 2007. Designed by Greg Land and Mark Darren, written by Max Allen Collins and Greg Land. We're playing the Wii version of the game, which was released on January 15th, 2008. But you've probably heard all that stuff before because this is our third of what was supposed to be one episodes and is going to be four episodes on CSI Hard Evidence. Turns out it's a difficult game to play just in one sitting, but Dustin. How are you doing? How do you feel about CSI right now, in general? How does how is it affecting your life? Man, you know what? I feel like this particular game, this mm-hmm. CSI game, started out stronger than I expected. I was like, all right, this isn't too bad. There's some big improvements here. I can kind of gel with this. We had some fun, wacky characters. But I got to tell you, Mitch, these last two episodes, not so much. Yeah, so a, a little bit of a refresher. Episode one of this game, or case one, they're called cases for CSI. Case one of this game was Burning For You, where there was this very strange love parallelogram between <laughs> some guy who named himself Ed Freeborn, um, a neo-Nazi, and two festival lesbians that are basically referred to as such in the episode. And there was... There, there was representation there was a good message there was like fun characters ed freeborn is funny yeah. um the house they're, they're in is well designed and cool looking it was a cool episode <laughs> and then yeah case two had a very strange like Final Fantasy-esque twist where you find out that the baby was not the baby you thought it was the whole time. Yeah, like, it it wasn't as good as the first episode, but it was still, like, weirdly interesting. I I was interested in it. These two, I can see where they're sort of going to try to get to where the first two were. They don't get there. No, they're not. they, They have some issues, we'll say. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you, um, especially case four is maybe <laughs> the least I've enjoyed a Telltale game. Wow, really? Yeah, that's the of all of them. Potentially, because Mitch, there, there are worse ones. There are things ones that I had a worse time with, but it's the least I enjoyed it. Because I'm thinking like Maui Better Blues in season two of Sam and Max. The it's first still Sam CSI and Max game. at least. Yeah, and, and like the way it's bad is like, okay, I hate these babies? That's funny to hate. It's funny to hate a baby. Like, yeah, I'm making is, myself laugh because I'm hating the funny baby to hate. Yeah, and and like like I said, even if it was the worst Sam and Max episode, it, I, it still has some laughs here and there. It, I wouldn't say it was like the worst time in the world. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like not good though. Uh, and yeah. then the first CSI <laughs> game was way worse and way more aggravating it on every front but at the same time like there was some aspect of playing through those cases where 
we were like solving something if mm-hmm. if we if we were i mean we were using a walkthrough and it still felt like zelda 2-esque levels of obfuscation <laughs> with the walkthrough yeah um, and then in this one this last one like i don't care but we can't <laughs> i just don't care <laughs> uh, but we can't start there we have to start with case three shock rock um, <laughs> case three is a little better it has a little more going for it i think case three has some has some really good moments um <laughs> I, when i say that are you thinking of the same moments i am because i'm definitely thinking of the moment you see the murder happen so un <laughs> unlike all of these other cases you have f- video evidence of the of the death yeah <laughs> Boy, it feels like you're watching a Looney Tune. It does feel a little bit like you're watching a Looney Tune. So here's the deal. Uh, The victim is four people, actually. The entire band, Bullet Train, which is a funny band. Yeah, this is the biggest group of dead people we've had at once so far. Have we even had more than one? No, I don't think so. Well, mm, it's so hard to remember. I don't think we did, no. I don't think we had We've usually just ever. had the one victim. Um, th- th- There might have been some weird stuff going on in episode five of Three Dimensions of Murder. That last one where there was like the whole mob. Um, oh, right, right. Through line, but I can barely remember. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just purged it from my memory as soon as we were done. Yeah, you, you know, that's that's the trick with this podcast. I thought that, if nothing else, we would leave this podcast having clear memories of every Telltale game. And, like, I can't remember what half of the ones we did two months ago are. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember the big ones. I remember Walking Dead that we just did, of course, so that's not very impressive. But I remember all the Sam and Maxes. I remember Strong Bad. Well, I mean, all the Sam and Maxes and Walking Dead are things that you've um, played multiple times before. That's true. That's very true. Strong Bad was my first time, though. Yeah, and Walking Dead was my first time. But I think those are also just the better ones. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to remember what happened in that second episode of Bone. And it's hard to remember what happened oh, in yeah. any t- CSI. And individual Back to the Future episodes can't help you there. You know you know what? Weren't we talking with Adam about it the other day? Adam, my roommate, for those people not in the know. Uh, we were talking, we were discussing the length of, like, the last episode of Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, like... Uh, he was saying, oh, wasn't that one long or whatever? And I was like, I don't remember what happens at all in Back to the Future. <laughs> it was long. Um, you, the, you go to like a bunch of different alternate versions of timelines. I remember the science fair. You, you go to the version of Hill Valley that is not a town and is just some hills. Right, right, right. Yeah. With what's her name? Whose name I forget. It's very it's it's surreal. Edna. Yeah, Edna. Edna, Edna yeah, mode. <laughs> I wish. Man, Telltale could have done an Incredibles game pretty well. Uh, and that would have been, been incredible. It would have. That would have been cool. Fine. Have uh, you ever played the? Have you ever played the uh, THQ Incredibles game? No. It sucks. 
Okay. And that that's all. I that could have been good or bad. That could have been like great. Yeah. Um, it, when you just said THQ Incredibles game, they uh, made some good stuff. Eh, <laughs> they, they've done some <laughs> things that are passable. Yeah. Um, no, that they've done some good stuff for sure. Um, but they're also the kind of studio that from when they were active if you got a new thq game you're like well this could be anything this yeah could, basically this could and, really and, be anything at all and they were the studio that got like all the licensed games for like pixar movies like nick nickelodeon games etc mm-hmm. etc et yeah i wonder what the deal with that was because they they definitely were just buddy buddy with all of with everyone they got so many partnerships um, maybe they seemed very cost efficient, but mm-hmm. they went out of business, so no. <laughs> um, they shouldn't have been cost efficient. They should have been yeah. less cost efficient. Um, but let's talk about Shock Rock. So the band okay. Bullet Train is three old geezers, uh, and then also a young woman trying to become the next um, uh, lead singer for them. Right. And there's a TV show, a reality television show, where young women are competing to become the next lead singer of Bullet Train. Uh, and it was just about all but wrapped up. And then the, uh, the the front runner in that contest, Andrea Stevenson, and the three members of Bullet Train, who are named Boogie Feet, Marty Party, <laughs> and Steve. <laughs> I love it. I love that... There's just one normal guy who decided, nah, I don't need a nickname. Marty Party is so good. <laughs> They're <laughs> Marty Party, Boogie Feet. Jeez. You know what? <laughs> they did put some effort into this CSI trying to make it interesting. And you know what? This is like a big thing. The last episode of a reality show and the entire band is fucking killed. Yeah. That's that's like would you I think this might be like the highest stakes in a CSI. Well, not highest stakes, but you know what I mean, like most high profile murder in one of these so far, I think. Yeah. Uh so your partner this episode is Warwick Brown, again another he's, show he's character. He's awesome. He's awesome. Um, he's so good in this. He's really good in this. And he he knows all about Bullet Train. He seems to be like a big fan, even though he's playing it really cool. Um, <laughs> he knows like a way too much stuff about them. Yeah. And he he's just naming them off. He, the the moment he gets there, okay, there's Boogie Feet, there's Marty Party. <laughs> there's, there's Marty Party. And Steve. <laughs> um, so th- here's the here's the thing. Andrea Stevenson usually sings with her shoes off. And the band in a show of support, basically saying like, hey, Andrea, you're going to make it. You're going to be part of the band, also took their shoes off. So they all did that, and they were standing on this, like, metal panel, which was then shocked with a bunch of electricity, and they were all, like, huddled up, singing a power chord together, and they all just got electrocuted and instantly died. There's video. It's hilarious. The way it's It's edited (laughs) is absolutely it's it's amazing (laughs) they made the only choice they could make with this editing (laughs) and and the episode starts out you see them on stage it's just a big pile of them yeah a big pile of people in suits with bare feet (laughs) man yeah this 
I couldn't tell you anything that happened in uh, Three Dimensions of Murder now, but mm-hmm. boy, I remember this game does do a pretty good job of making its characters and situations more memorable. Three Dimensions of Murder had the one I'll never forget, which is uh, Case 2, which is oh, the, the right. people that were fuzzy and, Bill. fuzzy and Bill, like basically Sam and Max, and they're just really mad about it still. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they didn't know at the time they'd be able to do... Not just one more Sam and Max game, which is what they would have gotten, but um, 16. Two? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so here are the suspects. There's Todd. He's the soundboard guy. He was there at the scene of the crime. Uh, Kathy Cantanta, who is the rival contestant on the show to Andrea Stevenson. She's uh, the, the one, probably the number two runner. Um, and Eddie Tillis, who's the band's producer all of which would uh benefit from the death of the band todd is pushed around by the band all the time he's not being respected he's not this that and the other kathy if uh andrea died could you know claim the spot and be part of the band eddie would love to sell records and not have to deal with the physical band because the thing about this band is that they they are demonstrably the worst people ever which is true about every murder victim. Yeah, just every single time. It's like, oh yeah, we're glad they're dead. They have a good reason to have been killed. Yeah, these are these are 50-year-olds who are still partying like they're 21. They're trashing every hotel room. Um, the, the, they're just being dicks to everything. They're breaking everything everywhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just describe them as this unstoppable force they're a group of tasmanian devils that's what they're presented as they're just like this, yeah these hurricanes of whirling dervishes that are <laughs> not interested in not hurting stuff um, I, I wish they didn't die they could have gotten a spinoff all about them <laughs> yeah they really could have um the next bullet train telltale adventure series is gonna be pretty solid um eddie tillis was pretty good too eddie tillis was yeah uh he's the producer he just had like a good way of talking and warwick had a good way of talking as well oh wait there's one more um i didn't i don't have it on my notes oh but the the previous like the original old-timey lead singer of bullet train jill wild um jill wild jill wild so there's four victims and four suspects. This is the most yeah. jam-packed, characterful uh, CSI case yet. The gang's all here. The gang's are all here. And maybe it's because there are so many characters that Boogie Feet, Marty Party, and Steve all have the exact same character model. <laughs> it's it's so... I, can, I could not believe it when we saw it. We, this episode in particular has a lot of... Uh, reusing things yeah it's that like the three victims are the same person they're not supposed to be related at all um but there's that and then also um kathy cantanta's house is the same house that everett brower and nicole lived in in case two it's just exactly the same there's like no differences yeah, I mean, like, the de- the decorations are, are different. 
Uh, there's like pianos and, and places and, and they're not all different. We still have that coat rack. Sure. Yeah. I bet that was not technically a decoration. I bet that was part of like the the, the collision of the level or something. There's they're a lot like, of who cares. The, yeah. This is just like the most clearly low budget thing I've seen from Telltale so far. Yeah, this episode really, <laughs> but you can feel the squeeze. Yeah, what's interesting about this is that we're playing this on the Wii, and this is early 2008, which means the Wii hasn't even been out for more than a year and a half. So mm-hmm. in the first year and a half of the Wii, where like everyone's rushing out, the, the, there's Wii fever, everyone wants to play Wii sports, um, they're, they're, they're way in it. There, there was like a rush to make more Wii games, and this is one of them. This is one of like the one, the few that you could get very early. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mario Galaxy One was out. Twilight Princess <laughs> obviously was out. Yeah. Uh, Wii and Sports. That was that was about it. Rayman Raving Rabbids, and then CSI oh, Hard right. Evidence. Um, like it, it's like in the early crew of the Wii. People were going out to get this game, and they were like, yeah, but Marty Party is probably the same dude as Steve. And <laughs> um, I, I wonder how this sold. I really have no concept of how this sold. Every yeah. early Wii game did very well, but still. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm sure this did amazing. <laughs> it, it's either that or opposite. <laughs> I guess one of the two, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, one thing I liked about this episode is we got not one, but two of our Telltale regulars in this episode, uh, in terms of voice actors. Yeah. Uh, Todd is played by Brian Somer, who's also Brady Culture in Sam and Max. Yeah. No, he has his voice like this. Come on, guys. I didn't know he was in so much. He's He does, like, multiple voices in Psychonauts 2. That's cool. Yeah, he sounds a lot like... He sounds maybe more like Arthur McFly than the guy yeah! that they had to play Arthur McFly. Now, Biff, they should have gotten him. That yeah. would have been perfect. Brady um, Culture we... is a great fit for Arthur McFly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I say that all the time. I'm constantly telling people about that. <laughs> people aren't ready to hear this, but... <laughs> oh, but we also have uh, Amy Provenzano who is the voice of Sybil Pandemic, who played Kathy Cantana, who is the other contestant on their reality show. Yeah, she she has a very good sort of sultry, doesn't care about other people kind of voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess and, I am sort of above it. <laughs> sort of. And, and, and like, you know, it's definitely far from a surprise hearing uh, the stable of Telltale actors show up again, but... I guess it's just interesting hearing them in something like CSI. Yeah. I don't know why it is, but just because it's so different from their other stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I, I have to cling to when I hear something from a good thing. Because it <laughs> makes me feel happiness for a little bit. So they, they also played some bullet train songs during this that <laughs> they just had to make up for this game. And I, I liked them all. They were all sort of bad and very repetitive, but they, they were great. That was the point. Yeah, the yeah, they're an '80s hair metal band that never stopped being active. 
so they they just got worse and worse, I guess. But people still like them just as much. Um, They're the talk of the town in CSI land. Yeah. Are they from La- Las Vegas? I think they must have been because Jill ha- is living there. Um, yeah, I guess I, that makes sense. Yeah, so between Co- uh, Todd, Kathy, Jill, and Eddie Tillis, which one did it? Sort of Todd and Kathy. Yeah, so Kathy kind of seduced Todd into doing it. And Todd's like, wow, okay. Yeah, so Kathy... Todd has this weird stalkerish crush on victim Andrea Stevenson. Andrea's not going to give him the time of day. And also, the band the band doesn't give him the time of day. He's like in love with this band. He dropped out of high school to roadie for them. Mm-hmm. Um and didn't really get the respect that he deserves. So Kathy, the the, the runner-up in this contest, who's definitely going to lose to Andrea, but like might be able to swing it somehow, says, Hey, Todd, if you kill Andrea, I'll have sex with you literally all the time. Literally all the time. She made that very, like that one yeah. point was stressed. Um, and also I'm going to make it so the band is like a, a much chiller place for you. You can actually be part of By this. By killing them. You can be part of this situation. So he tried to do that, and he didn't know the band was all going to take their shoes off and get in it and hug each other and stuff during the performance. So he inadvertently killed them all. He had been tampering with the like a foot pedal uh, to make it reverse the polarity of the circuit as soon as it's yeah. pushed down and just zap everything. Oh, man, he he bit off a little more than he could chew, didn't he? Yeah, at one point in the uh, at one point in the episode, the CSIs are looking at the pile of dead bodies on stage and they're saying it's such a funny visual. Yeah, it really is. These models Uh, (laughs) barefoot on a metal stage. Can't say they're the (laughs) smartest. And like, dude, this isn't a normal problem. (laughs) (laughs) don't don't tell me can't say there this isn't something i need to be looking out for there aren't large wild runs of electricity just going through everything all the time at a rate that could kill me if i'm not (laughs) wearing shoes that's not constant that's not the world we live in if it was we would be dead a lot of times over by now we would not have reached 30 years old we, like any, you can die at any time. You would die so fast if this thing that the CSIs are just bringing out in order to make fun of dead people, uh, it was true at all. Yeah, boy. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm I'm just speechless because I'm just remembering the pile of dead bodies. Yeah, and then when you take them to the fucking morgue. It's just all, they just use the same model for all of them except for uh, Andrea. Right. That would be impressive if Andrea was also the same model. They were like, yep, there they are, all four of them. Yeah, I remember when uh, Skunk Ape was getting going, they were doing an interview with uh, someone on the Limited Run Games Twitch channel, and they were Mm -hmm. explaining how the Sam & Max remasters... Uh, benefited from years of learning how years of experience learning how to uh, more properly reuse assets 
so they can mm-hmm. be cheap and, and use fewer things, but like disguise it in better ways. That's one of my only problems with uh, Tales of Monkey Island. Uh, we haven't gotten there yet, but that's one of the big... Uh, they reuse a lot in that. Yeah, but I mean, they also poke fun at it in that one. In, in, yeah. in a way that this is... very CSI is played very straight. Marty Party just is the same looking guy as all of the other ones. I could not... but I thought the game was fucking up. Yeah. Because I, like, I thought it just wasn't switching the models out. But nope, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um... Also, remember the lotion? Remember the lotion that you could get and not pick up? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, at the morgue, like, uh, Robbins, the the uh, coroner, has a little something to say about each of the band members. And mostly it's how they're just full of booze and cocaine and heroin, even. Uh, and then when he gets to Marty Party, he's like, yeah, definitely did coke and was super drunk. But also he had, uh, like, an antifungal cream. And then you see the fungal cream on, uh, like, the tray next to the body. And you look at it, and then that's it. Like, you, the game doesn't let you pick it up. This that, isn't yeah. important to anything. They don't do this ever. <laughs> they just they, gave you the cream, but you can't have it. And Yeah, it they, frame it as, they frame it as, like, something you can pick up that you're going to need. Like, like a clue behind yeah. all this. But no, no, that it's just there on the table. He even says, uh, you can have it if you want. And it's like, I guess I didn't want it. Because um, I didn't take it. You know, th- this is kind of that big thing about giving stuff an H of G to just be generous about your understanding of the situation. Like, the, mm-hmm. y- y- you hear about that thing where the main difference of whether you find someone funny or an idiot on Twitter is if you assume the person is smart, right? So if they're smart yeah. and they, they're pretending to be dumb and it's a joke, and if they're not, then it's real. But, like, you are very often just putting that onto them and they aren't necessarily smart or dumb. You're just, you know, projecting and, and uh, bringing some, some biases to that. Um, right. I think about this lotion... And the ice key in Banjo Kazooie as a very similar thing. Oh, like you, it, there, this thing, this object is in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. you, it's hinted at you can have it, but how do you get it? And in, in Banjo Kazooie, it's like, oh well, what a fun mystery. We'll spend years thinking about this ice key. And in this game, like, well, the game's broken. <laughs> the, the game's what a done. fun mystery. We'll be thinking about this lotion for years. I mean, if we were of the mind to be generous to the game, we might think that, right? We might What's think... up with that lotion? Is that going to pay off in the future? <laughs> yeah, the, the lotion was Sephiroth the whole time. Uh, like, <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, um, but that's this game. Oh, also this episode, first shown sex in a telltale game oh yeah they go at it and it's like very you you can just see it all i mean they don't you don't see any nudity yeah i I would not say you see it all but uh, yeah you you (laughs) see you see one kind of bobbing on top of the other yeah and there's like a a blanket sort of draped over him it's kathy and todd on camera um which is how you find out about that whole thing yeah she just like out loud says like Oh, yeah, killer, do it, do it, do, do it. it. And I'll have even more sex with you. It goes <laughs> way just... it goes way deeper. You don't even know. Um, she, she just had no idea. She just happened to be being recorded. 
Uh, no, I think she knew. I, I think Todd knew that. Todd said, like, hey, can I record this? And she was like, you can do anything you want if you kill Andrea Stevenson. What uh, a stupid thing. You would <laughs> you would think one of them might say, hey, maybe it's not a good idea to record us mm-hmm. having sex and also admitting to killing this person. Yeah, you'd think so, but, like, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I didn't write this. Um, that's case three. Let's move on to case four. Oh, did we? Yeah, we did just say, we did say you did it. Yeah, yeah. Kathy and Kathy and Todd. Todd. Okay, moving on. Um, so you arrest them both, and even though Todd does it, it seems like Kathy gets the stricter sentence. Um, yeah, I, th- is... I think they knew, I think they knew it was because she was the one manipulating it or something. I don't know if that necessarily But she wasn't manipulating worked. him that hard. She was just sort of like having sex yeah. with him suggesting it and todd then murdered four people <laughs> and then todd's like well yeah but kathy's the real one um which todd this game does a lot entire... to women yeah <laughs> this game todd is killed an women. entire band that's so crazy to think about he just wiped a band imagine if some <laughs> band in our life just all died all at the same time that would be crazy yeah has it happened um, I don't think so. I can't think of any, but I, I'm not like I'm thinking I don't of know the Buddy Holly plane knowledge. crash, and obviously that's, that was that's crazy. the one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that was huge at the time. Chubby Checker, yeah, as well. Um, this this is I can't get over like how massive this is. Just like a whole band, four people just murdered all at once. No more Bullet Train. There's just no more Bullet Train in this world. The darkest of days. There was a TV show about them, and then suddenly there wasn't them. Yeah. <laughs> they got to find a new bullet train. Yeah, well that Now episode, they got to replace everyone. That episode was dumb, but this next one is boring. So who's yeah. to say which one's worse? Case 4 is called In Your Eyes. Um and there's four major players here, one victim and three suspects, all of which are Indian. And this touches a lot on Indian traditions, but I I should say not in a way that a feels like it's written by an Indian person. Yeah. Or B is actually about Indian traditions and is more it's more about the western view of what Indian traditions probably are. Yeah. Um so, you know, 2007's really kicking ass here. Um <laughs> So, here here's the story. Uh Priyat is I don't remember the last name. Oh, Bandarit. Prayat Bandari yeah. is a, a surgeon, an eye surgeon, an ocular surgeon, um, who is killed in his sleep at some point in the night. Um, mm-hmm. Suspects are Amita Bandari, his wife, um, Adia Bandari, his daughter, and... Uh, oh, I didn't write it down. Uh... Oh, this is a bad one to not write down. Uh, the name is hard to say. It's like Dur- Duresh. Uh, I'm going to say Duresh. Uh, unless you have the on the tip of your tongue. I do not. Uh, a Darsh? I, it's I, a Darsh. A Darsh, that's it. Yeah. Okay, so um, in a Darsh is uh, another doctor. He's um, a junior doctor under Priot who is um 
like like working in in his office with him yeah um it important to note the uh the wife amita banderit is a blind woman yes um and also important to note the cause of death is being battered in the head a lot of times with a fire poker yeah, a lot of times. Four times. Four times is four more than I could probably take and get away from. So uh, That's true. If if I were going to murder somebody, I would probably get like halfway. Like I wouldn't even make contact with the person's head and I would just be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would hit him max seven times. I don't think I could go much more than that. <laughs> yeah maybe like 24 times but that's my limit yeah i would never do it more than 25 so you at one point said oh wow i wonder how they're gonna make this character seem like a shithead he seems great <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's uh like this self-starter immigrant doctor um he's got a blind wife like this- yeah He's not going to be made into a bad guy anytime soon. Totally is. He was... uh, The the wife said that he was great until halfway through the case where she starts admitting, yeah, I mean, like, he abused me every day of my life. But, you know. But, you know. You know. That's love. And (laughs) the daughter uh, was going to be set up with an arranged marriage with uh, Darsh. Um, the the father was setting Adarsh up with the daughter. Uh, Adarsh is like a skeevy guy, just like a real um, blaming everything that he does that is clearly shitty everywhere in the world on being an immigrant. Um, yeah, like he was he was stealing money from their credit cards, and <laughs> he like when when uh, confronted about that, he just says. Oh, look, okay, things don't work the same way they do in America and in India. It's a minor mistake. I'll get it fixed. Like, he's actively <laughs> stealing all their money through their credit cards, and that's what he's saying. Yeah, I mean... I'll get it fixed. It's a minor mistake. I'll get it fixed. Don't worry about it. <laughs> God. Um, so, it should definitely be him. He's the guy that's, like, going to inherit the family by marrying the daughter and also inherit the the practice because he's like the second doctor in line um yeah and also he's already stealing tons of stuff from them it should be him he sucks he's like a recurring sucky guy uh it's obviously not what they yeah, do that it's, is, it's never the guy that they say it it's is. never the guy it to the point where it's just offensive Cause like yeah. if it's clearly this guy and you just say actually it just isn't, well that's not like we were. That's calling not it a every mystery time. story. That's just a fuck you story. That's yeah. We were, every single time we were calling it. Every single time they're like, hmm, it must have been this guy. They had the motive. It's like okay, well it's obviously not them. Yeah. Then. Well now it isn't him. Um, what they did this episode that I will give them some credit was pretty interesting though, was that Amita the mother. And Adya, the daughter, confessed at the same time in order to um, save the other one. They they love each other and they they uh, they didn't want the other one to go to prison. 
So mm-hmm. they they both confess, which means one of them is lying. Yeah. So I will say this is at least kind of an interesting way to do it. Yeah. Just in that it, they haven't done it like this before. They don't do anything interesting with it. But uh, I I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, all right. I'll give them a little credit. But yeah, the rest, not so much. Yeah, and neither of them were backing down. So you needed to find evidence that pointed you right in the, the direction, which I will say like is them pushing the core aspect of the game in the design of the story, which I think is clever and good. Um, yeah. Uh, so they f- you can find out by looking at the blood spatter in the bedroom where the guy was killed that based on how it worked, the killer was left-handed. Um, you yeah. find a crossword puzzle somewhere and you can analyze the handwriting first off. No. You can analyze <laughs> analyze the handwriting to determine that A, it was Amita's handwriting, and B, it was left-handed. Um, whereas Adia sets her table right-handed. Oh, see, that's the part I missed. When when we were finishing up the other day, I was a little confused. I was like, okay, so you found out one of them left is left-handed. What if they're just both left-handed? But I missed that part. Yeah, um, I think Greg, by the way, is your partner. We didn't talk about that yet. Um, oh, yeah, Greg. <laughs> I have mixed thoughts on Greg. Tell me all your thoughts on Greg. So, as soon as the episode started, as soon as I saw Greg, yeah. <laughs> I was I was like, this guy sucks. I, I hate him already. I can just tell he's going to suck. And then he immediately has, like, a really funny line when we get to the... Yeah. When we get to the house, I don't. What was the exact line? You didn't. Well, he was write it talking down, about how the the decor of the house was early spatter, which is yeah. a very stupid joke. <laughs> That's like, why even say stuff if you're gonna be so bad at saying yeah. things? There, there was something else he also said, but I don't remember the exact line. But it immediately made me be like, "All right, never mind. I like this guy. This guy's yeah. great." And but I think the one part I do remember about this episode is oh, I forget who we were, we were integri- interrogating. I think it was the daughter. Um, I think it was the daughter, and it would just randomly cut to uh to our partner. Yeah, and he would just like nod or shake his head solemnly it would just be like i was getting annoyed by it i was like stop cutting back to him just to get like (laughs) the weakest like just showing that he acknowledged you said something yeah um so amita killed the dad because or killed her husband because she didn't want her daughter to be ruled by this man in the same way that she was Mm-hmm. Um, which is sort of a, a, they describe it as a noble execution in the game, which makes it feel really weird when they just arrest her like everyone else. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you have to. Um, I mean, of course. She killed a person. She, yeah, she killed a, she co- killed a guy. But like, what is, what is the benefit? What is the narrative benefit <laughs> of making me hate every victim? Is it just so I yeah. can like walk away from the game feeling not so sad? They, they like don't yeah, want me can... to have an emotion. 
Yeah, you can just say, oh, I'm glad they're dead then. Fuck them. Yeah, make me have it. Don't you know that emotions are, like, important for storytelling? Let me yeah, feel you can't something. Have it be, yeah, you can't have you just, like, you can't have it be sad that someone's dead. They just have to suck every, it's every single time. I can't think of a single time the victim was, like, good. Even from the get-go in Three Dimensions of Murder, the art lady was like, oh, yeah, she sucked. She was the worst. I'm glad she's dead. I didn't do it, though. Um, out of case three and four. Uh-huh. My weekly guy is Warwick Brown. Warwick Brown is so good. He he does such a good job of pretending he wants an autograph from the original singer. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm a big fan. Could you, uh, could you make it out to Warwick? Mm-hmm. And, and her, her note said, uh, stop being so cute. And then her threatening note to, uh, the <laughs> other singer was like, uh, stop uh, abusing Todd or whatever. It, they just both happen to say stop, and you're like, that, that's the yeah, same Yeah, you compare writing. the stops in the comparison microscope. <laughs> I'm glad she wrote the exact same word down on these just by total coincidence. Yeah. Um, my golden moment from these two cases is the, the footage of them getting shocked is pretty funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's it for me. Um, my golden moment. There's, I, it can't be anything can't, from episode four. Yeah, I think I just gotta agree because that was the moment that made me laugh the most. I'm so, both my segments are the same as yours, That's but okay. I guess both the neither of these episodes were like super. I guess the first episode was funny enough, or episode three, I mean. Uh, but yeah, episode four is a real groaner. So, well, e- even then, it's not, like, the worst, but it is boring, and it wraps up very fast. It was mercifully short, I described it to another friend. Yeah, it, yeah. We almost played the fifth one, but we just couldn't push through. <laughs> we, yeah. We just couldn't quite do it. We still have one more uh, case of this before we move on. But we've been told by a listener who's listened to uh, both of the Hard Evidence episodes that are out so far... That we need to mention something that we've been neglecting to mention about this game. I almost totally forgot about it again this time. Uh, well, I have Until it right here in my notes. Yeah. Bugs. You catch bugs in this game. Yeah, you. there's five bugs per case, and you can just grab them. You just grab bugs. Yeah, you just hover the cursor over and click, and that is all we can say about the bugs. That's why we didn't bring it up before. <laughs> you just you just get them. They don't do anything other than like... Yeah, they do. Well, sort of. They don't do anything they, don't for they, the game. They yeah, If you get all five of them, bonuses. you get like... There's like trailers, trailers and concept art, but like... Yeah. Um, That's at least something. That's more than the first game had. I prefer not having it. <laughs> I, it's just, it's meaningless. It oh, doesn't mean Oh, anything. right. Can I also just say, I hate the fucking uh, thoroughness points. Thoroughness points. Yeah, explain those. So thoroughness points are points you get for exploring and finding. It's It's like when you investigate areas of a room that you don't need to. It just gives, it says... 
oh, you can click on this and you'll get a thoroughness point and nothing else. And that's very annoying when you're trying to f- figure out a case and you're just clicking on things, trying to find stuff. It, it could be like, oh, okay, I can click on this TV. I wonder what happened with this TV. And then you click on the TV and it's like thoroughness point act acquired and i'm like great well that was a waste of time and gave me something i don't care about and that happens so much it, it's so there's a lot of these and i don't care don't have just don't have thoroughness points get rid of them because it's more frustrating than fun to click on something and then be told oh good job clicking that thing you don't need anyway go find the rest yeah um I I kind of like them in because I feel like it's a good metric of like oh oh good I I know I'm not missing something here. Um yeah. but I also see where where you're going with it. You just like being drawn into a space you don't need to go. Um uh-huh. I think there's maybe a bigger conversation to have there about gameplay elements that exist in order to make the main path more difficult uh in detective based games because if you were just given only the correct information all the time then you would just plug it in and win so you need to be given some some false information otherwise it's a a non otherwise it's just a trivial endeavor but i don't think this game is worth that conversation yeah (laughs) so i don't know and yeah, I get it. It it, it just gets me annoyed. I it sure. just I I don't want to do it. Sure. Um and I I get where you're coming from though. I I get what you mean, but boy, this is the last game I want to be playing more than I have to. Is there anything else we can say about Case 3 Shock Rock or Case 4 in your eyes? Um No. Okay. Well, this has been Telling the Tale. Join us next week as we talk about the final case of CSI Hard Evidence. And if you stick around after that, we're actually going to be playing a game that people have heard of uh, after that. Oh, wow. I think we said earlier that we're going to be jumping into Poker Night at the Inventory after this. We're not doing that anymore. Change of plans. Um, After this, we're going to be jumping straight into episode one of The Wolf Among Us. We're finally doing it. Wow. We're finally getting there. We're going to get ready for Wolf Among Us 2. Oh, yeah, that's right. I always forget Wolf Among Us 2 is happening. Yeah, it seems to be actually happening, too. They've uh, made good progress in letting the public know that there is real work being done on these games. Um, That and The Expanse are both coming sometime next year. So there's that. Awesome. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. But uh but how can you have your pudding if you don't eat any meat? Next week is case 5 of CSI Hard Evidence. Oh man. So until next time, we'll see ya. Bye.